0: Hi everybody, and welcome back to Lost Genre reddit stories! This post is from the subreddit Relationships, and it's by user Sawatifi. I, 35 male, fell in love with my friend's widow, 31 female. Background: 35 male, divorced for 5 years, 2 kids, been dating again for about 4 years, nothing stuck though, nothing serious. My oldest and closest friend died very suddenly almost a year ago now. He and I were friends for 30 years. Four years ago, he married a woman, 31 female, that I just, well, I thought she was something pretty special. I was happy for him, but I won't deny that I've had feelings for her for a long time. Of course, I never acted on it, never told anyone and made sure I was never alone with her. Nothing like that. I started distancing myself from both of them about six months before he died. He had changed a lot and I didn't like the way he started treating her. Felt like there was a conflict of interest in there somewhere and it was making me angry. So I didn't want to give myself an opportunity to do something inappropriate. Turns out, he was hooked on opiates, and by the time she found out and tried to get him some help, it was a raging problem, and he died not long after. She leaned on me hard when it happened, and I was happy to let her. I needed someone, too. She was alone with a bunch of debt she didn't know he had, house she couldn't afford, two kids from a previous marriage and really young, but still attached to my friend, and a lot of guilt for feeling like she failed him. I felt the same. Still do. It's hard to talk about, but it was easier if I felt like I was helping her out. My kids are boys, and we were all worried about her. We would go over every week and mow the lawn, fix anything that needed it, help her with the kids so she could take a nap or just go cry somewhere alone. She seemed scared to be alone at night, so I would drive over and sleep on her couch. She came out and slept there with me one night. It wasn't anything romantic, she just cried and I apologized a lot. I just held her and let her get it out. When she fell asleep, I moved to the floor. She lived an hour away, so eventually, I opened a new location for my company. I own a business, and moved to be closer and help out more. I guess it was about then that I realized I was completely in love with her and probably had been for years. I don't think I need to go into the guilt I feel about that. I won't go into why, either. She's wonderful, I'll leave it at that. My question is about if I should tell her how I feel. We're good friends, she trusts me. I don't want to ruin that for her. And if I tell her, how long should I wait to do it? Another year? Five years? Is it even okay to pursue a friend's widow romantically? What's the moral code on that? And if I do that, how do I do it as respectfully as possible? Is there a way to do it without making her uncomfortable if she's not interested? I don't know if she is or not, she's never said as much, she likes when I'm around, we have fun together, she calls every day, but that doesn't mean she wants anything further and I don't want to misconstrue her feelings to suit mine. If she doesn't feel that way, I won't just drop her as a friend, I'm not asking about whether or not I should keep spending time with her or the kids, even if I shouldn't tell her, I'm okay with that. I can be what she needs me to be regardless, but this has been eating away at me and I don't feel like I can ask anyone close to us for advice. It's hard to admit I love her. It's hard to think I'm disrespecting a friend even if he's gone. All opinions are appreciated even if they're not in my favor. I can handle honesty. All right, OP, there are a lot of questions here, so I'm going to try to keep my answers as short as possible to each of them. So the first thing I'm going to say is I'm a firm believer in until death do us part. Which to me means that if one spouse dies, after the grieving and mourning process, and you being okay with yourself and ready to move on, you should be able to move on. Without worrying what other people might think or say about you moving on with whomever you've decided to move on. So if her feelings match yours, then you guys being together shouldn't be a problem, considering you are both in the same place mentally, emotionally, and guilt-free. Or maybe if you guys are together, the guilt is something that you can work on both at the same time as team now to the tougher part is does she feel the same way as you i'm not sure if there is a proper way that you can answer that without asking somebody close to her or asking her directly but if you don't feel that is a good way of going about things then maybe you just need to keep doing what you're doing and let the chips fall where they may eventually something will happen that will put you both in the same place and you're going to have to have that conversation if that's the way it goes i hope it's positive for you because it'd be good for the both of you i think And what do you guys think about this situation? Do you think it's okay for OP to pursue his friend's widow? And if you do, how do you think he should go about it? Let me know in the comments section, and now let's move on to the community comments to see what they had to say. IntQuinn137 says, I think that if and when both depend on her. You say you don't know if she's interested or not, but do you feel she might be, or do you allow yourself that question? You seem very conflicted and almost overly invested in doing the right thing. If you think it will hurt her, don't say anything. Does she express an interest in dating in general? Does she seem as though she's moving forward after her husband's death? Or is she still actively in mourning? How does she feel about his death now? A lot of people feel anger towards those that die from addiction. Has she hit that stage yet? Is she in therapy? Are you in therapy? I don't know. I want to say that if you love her, tell her. You seem like a good person and you have good intentions. At the same time, I see why it would be a very tricky situation. How do you think your friends and family would react if you started dating her? Is she close to your friend's family? Are you? How would they feel about it? And Opie responds, lots of questions. Okay. I really don't know if she's interested, sometimes it seems like she might be, could be wishful thinking though, I can't be sure. If she is, that's probably a hard place for her to be, and she might be afraid to share it with me. I try not to think about the is she or isn't she. There are a lot of men interested in her on a regular basis, but no, she's not dating and hasn't seemed interested in anyone. She's come a long way mentally in the last year. Not mourning necessarily, but grief is a long process. I think she's mostly accepted his death, but again, grief is lengthy. She hit the anger stage hard. It passed for now, but from what I know, it could come back. We are both in therapy. No idea how anyone would feel. We're both very close to his family. I'm especially close to his brothers and have wondered about carefully bringing this up with one of them to test the reaction, but I'm not sure how to go about it in the right way. Banana Four says, it might take her another two years to get over the grief. I don't think you are doing anything wrong by hoping that you two get together eventually, as long as you accept that it might not happen. Sometimes when a bereaved person is ready to move on, she does not want to see the person who is associated with the old grief. If she started seeing someone else, you would have to step back. I think you should be patient and continue to be her friend. If she wants more, there you are. She can see you are not dating someone else. As time passes, other people in the situation will care less about what your friend's widow chooses to do, including his brothers. Even one year later changes everything. That part is fine. And Opie responds, I actually have dated. It was only in the last month or so that I thought it might be okay for she and I to be together and haven't been out with anyone since that point. You have to understand, I've been intensely ashamed of my feelings for this woman for a multitude of reasons, so I did actively try to meet other people in hopes of quelling them. Bad advice for no one says, It's really your call. Life is too short not to express the love you may have for someone, in my opinion. If you are going to tell her, I would make sure she is past his death and in a good place emotionally. Just be aware that if she doesn't reciprocate those feelings, you could hurt the friendship. No risk, no reward, as they say. Additional information from OP's comments. Luckily, she doesn't depend on me financially. I did help in the beginning, anonymously. I paid off a credit card and then donated a large amount to the GoFundMe his sisters set up for her. Now she runs her own little business. Her parents help out when she needs, but she's doing okay for herself. But my biggest deterrent to pursuing her at all is that I don't want her thinking I've done anything in hopes of a payout later. To be honest, I've mostly done it out of guilt for my part in the death of my friend. I mostly abandoned our friendship and feel as though he would be alive if I hadn't. Paying off as much of his debt as I could, taking care of his widow and her children, and taking over some of his responsibilities is something I would have done even if I had bad feelings towards his wife. We were friends for 30 years. I think if she does return my feelings, the guilt is probably consuming. My friend was a very jealous man, and his wife was and is, undeniably by any standards, a beautiful, beautiful woman. He never did take very well to the way other men interacted with her and eventually got extremely possessive and controlling during his addiction. This left some significant marks on her self-esteem, among other things. I can only imagine how difficult it must be for her to not only grieve for her husband, but also learn how to heal from an abusive relationship. If she has feelings for me on top of that, I imagine it's highly confusing. I'm not sure how to be more attentive to her without being overly romantic. She and I are both affectionate people. It's not abnormal for us to hold hands, hug, etc. She read somewhere that hugging for long periods of time releases chemical benefits in the brain, so she really snuggles into them and gets comfortable. I'm laughing while writing that, but it's true. I think anyone that didn't know us would probably think we were a couple until told otherwise. It wasn't always that way, we were very affectionate immediately after the death, but more in the sense that we were clinging to one another. That subsided some and then worked up to this point gradually. It's a healthy affection now, I believe. My boys are ten and twelve. I haven't considered asking how they would feel yet, but only due to lack of necessity. They are both very vocal about wanting me to be with her. They like that she has a good relationship with their mother, who also supports the idea. We're still friends, but she doesn't know my feelings. She just said she thinks we would be good together if the interest is there. They don't see anything wrong with it or don't seem to anyway. I wouldn't even entertain it if they didn't. I actually think many of our friends have been expecting it. Comments have been made here and there, good and bad. I mostly just don't want to hurt her or set her back in the grieving process. I think more time for both of us is needed and I don't want to remove her feelings of trust and reliance on me. We are going to Costa Rica together for a week. She's been writing a novel set in Central America and wants to go there for inspiration. Her mother gave her a trip for two as a gift. I suggested she bring her female best friend, who takes better care of her than I do. She has intuition and understanding that is mind-blowing. But her friend refused and insists that I go instead and she can stay to watch all our kids. Also, we do quite a bit together already as we have very similar interests. We live on the water and both like to sail, fish, kayak, etc. She wanted to build a skiff, a small boat, herself, so we've been working on that together for a few months now. Alright, well, I think the community gave OP some pretty sensible advice onto the topic, and also OP gave us a lot of context that just makes me think that this is going to happen for him. But let's not speculate about it and move on to the first of two updates that OP has given us in this case. This issue was on my mind heavily last night because the anniversary of my friend's death is today. It hasn't been an easy one. Tonight, I'm attending what looks like it will be a relatively lively get-together at his family's house in his memory. His widow will be there, of course. In fact, she's there now and just called to ask when I would be on my way. I made a decision earlier to speak with her best friend about my feelings, and I've done that. I'm not sure if her response has made me more or less uneasy. It included several unexpected points. For clarity, I'll refer to the widow as Q and her friend as K. K is and has been aware of my feelings for Q for a long time. A few other friends are also aware. K said she had been waiting for this conversation. Q has struggled with similar feelings. K would not elaborate on this and didn't think it was her place to give details. K has encouraged Q to be honest with me. Q has refused, thinking that I would be repulsed and offended. Kay thinks that Q wants to explore the possibility of being with someone else, but is afraid what people will think. Q is being actively pursued by someone she dated briefly in college. Again, K didn't elaborate, same reasons. Kay did refuse the Costa Rica trip in hopes that Kay and I would hook up. Q is fully aware of this reasoning, but insists that nothing will happen and I don't think of her that way. Q worries that she is a burden to me and thinks I spend time with her out of pity. I'm still reeling a little. Tonight with my friends, family was difficult. I feel like I avoided Q a little and I'm kicking myself about it now. She seemed to be in decent spirits though. I may be moving forward a little more quickly now that I know for sure that she has feelings for me and there's another man involved. I'm not upset or jealous she's being pursued by someone else, but I don't want to miss an opportunity either. I, at least, want her to know that I do see her that way, and I'm not offended by her feelings for me. We can take it slow, we don't have to jump into something right away. I don't think I need to go overboard with what I tell her, but I do think I should let her know right away that the potential is there. Alright, well, apparently OP got all the information he needs in order to do something, so now he just needs to follow through. And let's move on to the final update to see if that happened or not. The most important lesson I've learned from this is that excessive thoughts and words are highly overrated. Ultimately, and I don't know that the lead-up matters much here, the moment was the right one. I asked Q one simple question. May I kiss you? In my mind, that one question conveyed everything I wanted her to know. Her nodded, teary-eyed agreement was the only response I really needed. I'll spare the romance novel-type details of the rest of the night, We mostly talked, made a plan to move slowly, protect each other, and respect her late husband's family. Being with her like this is elating in a way I can't describe. She has a tenderness about it. It was surreal to wake up this morning knowing I could kiss her again. I told her I want to court her, which made her laugh. Our friendship has been so relaxed that I think it took her by surprise when I called her today and asked her to consider a date with me on Friday night. She agreed, but only on the condition I come over tonight for dinner. We decided against official labels for now, but agreed on exclusivity out of mutual respect. We thought it best to be very private about our tentative relationship, but not secretive. At some point, we're prepared to let our family and friends in on things. Just want to navigate each other first. To be honest, I think we both want to find the reality of being together. I know on my part, I thought a lot about what things would be like. I want to know the truth of that and separate it from fantasy. She expressed similar feelings. I was surprised to learn how long she had been harboring feelings for me, and saddened by the guilt she associated with it, which was more than I thought. She told me a lot about the last few months of her marriage, which was devastating to hear. I had no idea she had been put through so much. I suppose now only time will tell. Thank you wholeheartedly to this sub for the proverbial kick in the pants. I was prepared to be told I was selfish and disrespectful, and that I should swallow my feelings forever. I might have done just that, had it not been for the thoughtful, honest replies here. I'm happy to report that the only question on my mind today is to wonder exactly how hard Q is going to laugh when she finds out I signed us up for a swing dancing class on Friday. I'm six foot four and she's five foot two. Should be interesting. All right, Op. Well, I'm going to count this as a very happy update. So, congratulations to both of you, OP, on entering this new relationship. It sounds like you guys are actually going at it the right way. So, all the best in the future, OP, and take care. Thank you for sharing. Now, I don't know if we need a mood changer after that, but we could definitely use a mood enhancer. So, let's move on with that. This post is from the subreddit Revenge, and it's by user Strahozor. You wanna wear tough guy pants? Good luck cleaning them tomorrow. I work as a bartender in a small cocktail bar for some time now, and I'm usually chill. But bullies can still push my buttons in the wrong way. Before starting, I may be in the wrong for doing this, but it is what it is. A week ago, a bunch of guys came for a few. They seemed like okay dudes, early 20s, but the group dynamic was kinda off. Introducing the main antagonist. Obnoxious guy. Too loud. Snapping his fingers at me when ordering. Don't snap your fingers at bartenders, kids. We're not dogs. Punching his friends in the shoulders all the time. A sportier, really aggressive version of a David Spade character he was. Next to David Spade sat the victim of most of his playful testings, slightly enduring his crap. I really felt sorry for this fellow. He wasn't a drinker, but he looked like he would rather be drinking distilled devil's piss than continue sitting next to this macho maniac. He was really uncomfortable. David continued to bug him to take a shot at least, Come on, one with me. Don't be a coward, a bitch. Until after the whole night of persuasion, finally my dude waved the white flag. Okay, let's do one shot together, then leave me be. Two of your most effed up shots, Spade shouted, snapping his effing fingers, while I imagined snapping his effing neck. Oh, you'll get an effed up shot, buddy. I made these two layered shots, but while looking almost the same, they were different. David got stuff like Red Jacques Seineau absinthe, 75% alcohol, straw, 80% alcohol, Tabasco, 100% flaming diarrhea. Really nasty business altogether. And the other guy got mostly syrups, juices, harmless stuff. They looked almost identical. Red absinthe could pass visually as a cranberry juice, straw as syrup from brown sugar, sambuca as anything colorless, etc. They took their shots and all hell broke loose. Other guy chucked his shot like a champion, not even flinching. Why would he? He drank juice. But David Spade, boy oh boy, he looked like he'd have a brain aneurysm. Tears poured from his eyes, coughing like his lungs wanted to come out. He had the face and posture of a man who'd just got waterboarded with some sort of chili sauce. Other guy looked surprised until he caught a wink from me, but David Spade and the rest of the crew, now roaring with laughter about his misery, suspected nothing. They got their shots on the house, other dude was left alone, and David was a good boy for the rest of the night, defatedly endearing small mockings from his fellows. Now, I may have used my powers in the wrong way, but this is the first and only time I messed with customers' drinks. And I regret nothing. He was rude, aggressive even, to everyone around him. F you, sporty David Spade. Disclaimer, I have nothing against the real David Spade. I actually like him, but this sporty doppelganger deserves a kick in the butt. Whoa, OP, that shot does sound like serious business. Hopefully he learned not to snap his fingers on a bartender. Thanks for sharing, OP. And it's that time that we've reached the end of the video. I hope you enjoyed today's stories. I really did enjoy reading them to you. So if you did, then don't be shy and go ahead and give the video a like. And don't forget to subscribe or even share this video with people that you might think will enjoy my storytelling. Also, if you have the time, go down to the video description and check out all the links I have for you, from our Discord community to my channel merch. And finally, I'd like to say thank you for watching. It really means a lot to me that you enjoy my videos. And having said all that, I'll see you guys in the next video.